You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone. Good day to you. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast. This is a podcast about test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. Uh, we've been receiving uh, support and feedback from listeners from all over the world. Uh, keep supporting us. Uh, we would also like to thank Guerrilla Cricket and Guerrilla Cricket South Africa for helping us by spreading the word about our podcast. Um, do continue to listen to us and also introduce this to your cricket-loving friends. You can find us on Podbean or Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. Just look for Armchair Cricket Podcast or find the links to these uh, in the episode description. Um, do not forget, you know, you have to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, but then uh, you share your real thoughts in the comment section, right? Remember that. Um, you can email us on armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at armchaircrickpod. Uh, we are, in fact, um, uh, sometimes online, uh, you know, during an ongoing match. So you can join us for a banter there. It would be fun. Right. Um, I am Giri. Um, I'm joined today by uh, Ajit. Hello, Ajit. Welcome to Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hi, Giri. Uh, how are you? How, how have you been? How has the last uh, one week been for you? Oh, it is. It has been an excellent week. Uh, such a lot of cricket, you know. As they say, my cup runneth over with joy. But uh, I had right. to continue reminding myself, you know, I have to also work for a living. So, oh yeah, reality, yeah, yeah reality. Yeah, that makes the two of us. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of a lot of cricket, shall we start with Australia Sri Lanka then? Why not the day night match at uh, Gabba? Right. Yes. Yes. Of course. So it was a very interesting match. I mean, I think you had already prophesized in the previous episodes that Sri Lanka may have to bear the brunt of the Australian fury regarding mm-hmm. what happened with the India tests, mm-hmm. and it has yeah. almost come to fruition. So they yeah. were routed uh, for an innings victory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Innings and how many runs was that? Forty runs. Forty runs. Yeah. 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 And, so uh, hmm. if you look at yeah, let's say. Um, it looked like Mitchell Stark was coming back a little bit to his own. He got two wickets in the first innings, right? There were a couple of very promising debuts. Curtis Patterson had a good debut. And uh, I think um, also Jay Richardson, this was mentioned, isn't it? He was really good yeah. in what he was doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, I think... Uh, Patty Cummins, right? Patty Cummins. Yes, man. The man of the hour. Ten wickets in the match. Yeah. Six wickets in the second one. Second innings, right? Yeah. He was doing very good, I thought. And of course, also during batting, I thought we saw a little bit of, um, you know, let's, let's say what was missing during the um, India series. Uh, the Australian batting turned up, at least partially. They were able to score more than 300. You know, first of all, they were able to keep the opposition down to 144, right, in the first innings. Yeah, yeah. Only Dickwell stood out. He made a very counter-attacking 64, but mm-hmm. I think he had no support. Yeah, but do, don't you think uh, Sri Lanka were already uh, a little bit spent out? Uh, in New Zealand. I don't know if they had any energy on the field, to be honest. They well, looked quite lackluster while they were batting. Uh, and oh, apart from, uh, you know, uh, Suranga Lakman, who bowled really well, uh, he got his five wickets, right? I mean, five wickets. In oh, that man, first. really. 
Yeah. You got to feel for this guy, right? Yeah. He this is his second five four in this joint tour, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, New Zealand, Australia tour for Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. I think he got a five four in New Zealand, which test uh, the test they lost. Now also in this test match, he's gotten a five four and they've lost it, right? You really feel for this fast bowler. I think he he sort of uh, his uh, travails or his struggles sort of encapsulate what it is to be a fast bowler from the subcontinent maybe not from pakistan but you know you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah the i know yeah. thankless mm-hmm. job that you get for being a fast bowler from uh, our part of the world you keep doing your best and your batsmen let you down sometimes when you're abroad you know so in yeah. this case always you know i mean i think apart from the that uh, uh, who was that uh, angelo matthews and uh, kushal mendis you know doing that survival act yeah, i think yeah, they have yeah. they have been I, i think they have not been up to the mark i mean they i mean they have a lot of talent but i don't think they performed well uh, no not consistently all, enough yeah, to make any difference right. yeah no no at the beginning of the series i remember chandimal saying this is a good opportunity for them as well just like what india did you know mm. he was very cautious about it but he sounded optimistic but now it looks like mm-hmm. it didn't come too much because well their top order completely misfired in both innings mm-hmm. look in the top 6 across two innings the highest score is 32 right yeah this is bad you you have you have many we have many talented people here karunaratna is a is a very stodgy batsman he he was one of the more successful openers last year right in tests yeah tirimanna i have no clue why is in the team for an opener who's played 30 tests he averages 23 i don't know he, i think they need to stop uh, this experiment with tirimanna is he the best they have or one no, of the best no. no there is a sadira samaravikrama who's younger mm-hmm. okay. who has as much promise if not more than tirimanna but Uh, maybe he's been given a run but i know he's in the squad for this tour maybe he needs to be given a chance in the second test match look karuna ratna made a 24 it was it was good he took up more than a session's time in the first innings but mm. there was nobody to play with him chandimal came and went mendes 14 uh, i think roshan silva 9 dhananjay de silva 5 when i look at mendes sir dhananjay de silva batch there supremely talented or let me say they are not as talented as sangakara or jayawardena but just just a little bit less than that when you look at them mm. also when you look at chandimal such a such a promising cricketer 5 years ago if you could imagine he was the up and coming cricketer from our region right mm. there is no conversion of this promise right mm. they they have a they have like this roster of really talented people coming through from the school cricket and their club scene but then they are not able to crack it at the highest level i think and of course you had this very strong middle order sri lanka is also very known for their middle order batting right you had yeah. can you imagine in the last sri lanka tour of australia i remember the middle order was jayawardena sangakkara right i think mm-hmm. sanad jayasurya may have still been around by that time that point in time but then you have um, you know you still had tilan samaravira right mm-hmm. yeah so some very nice uh, nice batsman there they couldn't do much on that tour look I'll say they didn't win any test matches or even they even competed very. I think they may have competed well, but it's not enough. I agree. But then this is very disappointing. Dikwala is is, is a counter attacker, and I guess he's he's right in at at seven in that in in that uh, batting lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pereira is a bit of an all rounder. He can give you a useful twenty on his day. But then the rest are bowlers, right? You have Kumara, Chamira, and Lakmal, who are not really known for their batting. So it was a real letdown having you know. sort of uh, been put in but then uh, with the pink ball the ball does a bit more we know that it's a day night test right let's not let's not take anything away from them they they had a chance after having bowled being bowled out for 144 right they yeah. are not able to then do much i think i think by the end of the first day 
ऑस्ट्रेलिया वर सेवेंटी टू फॉर टू ऑलरेडी सो इट इट सीम्स अट वियर इफ यू लुक एट द नेक्स्ट मॉर्निंग when you look at what happened in the second morning i think australia again marcus harris took a lot of uh, time time out of the game uh, he seems to be doing good so i think he he's sort of progressing nicely for me from australian perspective so and then burns was brought back he didn't have a very successful match but then he only got one innings and khwaja failed again he mm-hmm. he fell to spin right yeah and then yeah. <laughs> lan was the um, night watchman and he sort of uh, hung on uh, then he did his job overnight but then a lot of credit goes to labushan and uh, labushain and head right they both made yeah. very enterprising eighties and then yeah. um, i can uh, also say curtis patterson sort of tried to hold one end up for a debutant i thought he looked you know he was a little nervous you could see that but then he sort of settled down hit a couple of comfortable boundaries and then you could see that he, this guy took up 82 balls for a 38 boards well i think and i think he batted at 6 or 7 uh, and they usually blood their new batsman at 6 7 right even yeah, that's quite natural i think uh, if you have a debutant you usually end up uh, being number 6 or something right even virendra sehwag started there if i'm not wrong i guess so. yeah, yeah, yeah i think uh, when it comes to virendra sehwag uh, i think john wright should be given the credit for you know turning him into a very successful opener yeah, but scoring uh, a de- debut century in uh, south africa you remember that all those years ago yeah yeah, yeah. that was a real uh, turn around yeah. right so yeah. anyway going forward here um i think they they now look they not only bundled out the opposition for 144 bowling first i think mitchell stark look very incisive and jay richardson it looks like he's cut out for test cricket right this guy is very good we were sort of opining in the previous episodes yeah. is it an overkill to already introduce this guy rather than have a banker somebody who can keep i i was sort of saying settle may play i think they went mm. with uh, jay richardson i But, think this guy yeah, looks i'm happy to be you know proven wrong i think he did really well uh, in this match he did he, he was very incisive if i can say yeah. that and yeah. i i heard one of his interviews the other day on television there was some feature interview i think i saw a snippet of it mm-hmm. and then this guy talks about uh, idolizing uh, dale stein dale yes, stein yes, is uh, hero yeah i i remember that yes yeah no. and uh, yeah that, so it was good to hear that he idolizes dale stein uh, and he's more of that that mold i think if you look at him physically he's not really a tall uh, guy with broad shoulders he's more in the, of uh, dale stein type as well so i think uh, he may i mean i think he has a very bright future he, indeed uh, yeah look some of the best bowlers right you couldn't really they were not really physically very intimidating people but what you cannot forget for example anderson i don't think is a very intimidating presence for example he's over 6 foot i think he's 6 1 yes, yes. or 6 2 right i mean yes yeah. yes i agree but i think he's more physically very fit he looks like an elastic snapping when he bowls right mm. that's the that's the impression i get when i look at jay richardson that's how he gets this the snap at the crease with the shoulders and the mm. hips pivoting yeah. that's where he gets the space and you're right when you say you know his heroes stein i i i remember seeing this in stein you know stein is a supreme athlete let's not forget yeah. that right yeah 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 so uh, i think yes you're right also the lens he bowled on that pitch looked very nice for me proper test match lens and yeah. he was able to sort of i know and there are a couple of shock uh, let's say dismissals i think if i'm not wrong mendes and uh, chandimal were sort of surprised at the amount of pace he was able to generate off the yeah, pitch yeah i think he's is quite skiddy yes he's very yes. skiddy yeah i think uh, it, i think the the ball uh, the the pitch does not absorb the impact of the ball it skids off the pitch yeah. uh, if you compare that against a hazelwood he hits the pitch really hard right i mean uh, indeed yeah so 
that's a good that's a good comparison i would say so this guy is more of a skiddy bowler he's not uh, bang the ball or hit the ball test the middle mm-hmm. of the pitch sort of thing. you have pat comments for that when you have stark on his day right? yeah indeed so that was the story of the first innings of australia and uh, look the lead was too much 170 a lead of 170 plus is never never easy and uh, second innings I, i usually sri lanka turn out well in the second innings right yeah. they are always a bit they come out fighting and they are able to do more unfortunately again tirimanna in this case was able to hold out for almost 100 balls yeah. i don't know if that means he gets another go but in my book he doesn't but um as you say maybe they may choose to drop one of these middle order guys like uh, roshan silva or dhananjay de silva and then maybe bring in sadira samaravikrama and play him at 3 mm-hmm. for example right let chandimal drop down there's no mendes yeah. in this right but chandimal is normally a number 3 player right i mean he's, yes, he's not yes, playing yes, at number 4 yes. is usually no 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 he doesn't yeah. because you have matthews who plays at 4 or 5 and but unfortunately he's them that uh, yeah. yes he's injured out yeah. but speaking of injuries i think it doesn't uh, board well for sri lanka that kumara is injured it looks like it's a long uh, injury it's a 4 Leo? to 6 week mm. yes long injury leo mm. and th- this means he'll miss not only the second test but the upcoming south africa tour i think right which is unfortunate then you have mm. chamira who looks like is injured but nothing major we don't know the extent of the injury was what chandimal had to say at the end of the play so we don't know how that will shape up that that doesn't that doesn't look good for sri lanka man how many seamers do they have now can we can we look, take a look at their squad there is still uh, rajita so this guy charita rajita yeah, I mean, charita uh, rajita yeah I, i think that's not his full name but rajita i'll use the word rajita I, see rajita i forget his first name i'm sorry so this guy is still good he sort of very much like chamira in his build mm-hmm. and also the way he bowls yeah. kasun rajita kasun ha kasun rajita not yeah. see but k so thanks for yeah. correcting me no worries so mm-hmm. that guy is good and i think he'll directly slot in but we don't know right um, whether they have another one in the um, stocks but maybe chamira may recover in time let's see how that goes so what i would like to also bring to a little bit of attention here is what's happening with the australian selection man look curtis <laughs> yeah. curtis patterson pushed his way up the queue by yeah. scoring 200s mm. in the warm up match against uh, sri lanka so he did well there right so what i hear is this guy was already on the short list so he sort of pushed his way up the short list and made it mm. to the 11 that was good on him right Mm. and pukowski is, is very young look let's not forget pukowski has only played eight first class matches right so of which there are two really beginnings which are very promising so they sort of brought him in and sort of let him absorb the lessons from the environment right so that is nice yeah. so we yeah. never expected him to debut but again there is a little bit of randomness or let's say we can't yeah. find out what is happening right uh, are you talking about rencha then Yes. So now Renshaw has been released after the first test. <laughs> It seems a bit weird for me because why bring him? And it's only a two test match, two test match series, right? Let's just and who, who comes in? Who comes in his place? Stoinis. Okay, pretty, the white ball cricketer. Yes. Now nah, he's, yeah. he's had a lot of success. He's shown that maturity both mm. in BBL and on also in the Australian colours while playing in the shorter formats. That's good. Mm. Mm. What does that mean? So why are they sort of? Uh, I, I don't know where he fits in in this team. Let me put mm-hmm. it like this. do they need another middle order guy i don't think they see him as an opener if they do i think that might be a mistake because what this effectively means by leaving out renshaw mm. and the only other opener in the team is pukowski mm. so pukowski comes in for the second test match right yeah but what sort of a message are you sending out to renshaw i don't get it one test match you're in then you're out maybe there's more going on look but uh, but if uh, let me ask you a question if stoinis is going to play in the uh, the playing 11 
Where does he slot in? Where, which uh, which six, place does he take? Lower middle order, right? Or six, seven, five, six, seven, somewhere there because uh, they have to repl- they have Travis said yeah. Patterson and Payne. Payne will not be replaced, of course. So they have Travis said and Patterson and Labushka Agni. Uh, so who do you replace? Look, Labushin you replace any of them? Labushin and Head did their bit. Yeah, Curtis Patterson showed enough that he should be persisted with. Maybe mm-hmm. there is no space for Stannis <laughs> there, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, so there's the only drop, one test match, right, in Canberra, that's it. Yes, the next you, you drop Renshaw, you bring in Pukowski. And the uh, same team plays, possibly, right? I don't know why Stannis is required. What sort of a message are you telling him by bringing him to the squad? But I don't see him getting a test. You know, like, they say, like they say, you know, if you can't choose wisely, choose randomly. <laughs> is this I, one of those cases? <laughs> look, I think some, some boards have made these mistakes before, right? England mm-hmm. cricket board was famously very jittery in the 80s and early 90s. They were not... You know, in an interview today from Darren Goff, I think Darren Goff was saying, it was more like, close your eyes, put your hand in a hat full of names and pick one. Literally. <laughs> it's uh, really lucky, lucky draw, you know? <laughs> literally. Because in the 80s, in the 88 series versus West Indies, if I'm not wrong, it was not mm-hmm. a very good series, of course. They had four captains. Right? And one of those was, uh, I think, uh, Colin Cowdery's son, Chris Cowdery, who never played again after that. Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's not go into that. But at the end of the day, I think there may be more going on here. I think the coach, Justin Langer, yeah. may have a lot uh, of influence here in yeah. the way this team is being chosen. And maybe that is why people like Wade can't get in. I- I'm just curious. Yeah, Matty Wade. I really feel sorry for him. And he- he's in such a nice form for uh, Hobart Hurricanes in the BBL. And I also read that he's had one of the best seasons, one of his good seasons, you know, uh, in Shield, Sheffield Shield. And he is one of the top scorers there with about 570 odd runs and an average of uh, 63-64. Agreed. So he's, he's, he's also really playing well. Uh, but yeah, he, I don't think he has a place in this uh, playing 11. Because no. keeping-wise, uh, Tim Payne is pretty much uh, the captain. So he's not going to go away. Batting-wise, they have enough. No, playing yeah, as a batter. Okay, Look, if he has the runs, it looks like in that article that we were referring to, he's mm. being told that he bats too low for his state team. Mm. What sort of a reason is that? If you can play... <laughs> look, I have nothing against this guy, Curtis Patterson, right? He's done yeah. well. Yeah? And he's pushed his way into the team through the sheer weight of runs. But yeah. so does so does probably somebody like uh, Wade deserve a chance at the same number six position. Play him as a batsman there. And he's a lefty, right? Yeah. You have Paja. Then you have Head and Labushka, Labushain, who are both right-handers, if I'm not wrong. Then mm. let this guy bat, right? Yeah. Then Payne is a right-hander. So is yeah. uh, Lyon, right? Then you have only Mitchell Stark there, who's also nifty. Yeah. So he also brings that other thing. But look, uh, let's see how this shapes up. I don't want to go too No, much. but he's also a natural striker of the cricket ball. He you hit, yeah. uh, he hits the ball really hard, you know. Uh, he opens the batting with Darcy Short uh, for uh-huh. Hobart. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, if not test cricket, why not just, you know, give him a chance in the white ball, white ball cricket, like, you know, play him in a one-day uh, series, for look, example. Look, in the white ball cricket, it's another it's another thing. I mean, if we get started on that, it might take more time because I, there's no place for Matty Wade in the white ball cricket unless he goes at the top, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Instead of the keeper who's there right now, Carey, if mm. Matty Wade were to open with Aaron Finch, maybe that yeah. solves many of the issues because otherwise... They have too many people already queuing up in that middle order in the right, short shot. Right. Yeah. Len yeah. Maxwell, you have Stoyness, right? You have, mm. And all of these people that are already like sort of fixtures in that team. Where does Wade come in at 6 or 5? I don't see him playing. I don't see him playing at 3 or 4 either. He's not a guy that plays there, right? Mm. So, it's a bit weird. So, the other thing I would like to mention is the appointment of Head and Cummins as the vice captains for the series. What do you mm. think of 
Well, it's a bit weird. Uh, I think Cummins was already a vice captain, right? Yeah. I think no, Hazelwood, no. Hazelwood Hazel, was uh, one of the Hazel vice captains. Vice captain. And Mitchell Marsh, both of them are not playing. So, uh, so they had to name two of them. So it's uh, either, I mean, I think it's Head and Cummins, like you said, but not uh, Lion or Kwaja. I mean, who else is there? Who else is a more senior guy? No, I, look, Lion, I don't know if he has any captaincy now or captaincy experience. He would have, he's, he's just a very uh, experienced cricketer in that team who's played, who's played international cricket long enough. He would have made a good choice. Mm. So would have Khwaja. He's mm. one of those automatic picks on in this eleven, right? Mm. I would go to him as the vice captain. So one of the most more consistent, uh, you know, uh, playing uh, person in the team. You know, he's one of those people who is always there in the team. Exactly. So the yeah. guy who goes on the team sheet yeah. first or second after yeah. playing, probably. So why not make him the vice captain, isn't it? So mm. usually the truism in cricket is you don't pick a captain and then pick eleven. The truism is you first pick 11 and then choose one as a captain, right? Mm-hmm. Or vice captain in this case. But anyway, um, some very interesting questions with the selections, right? And the uh, yeah. appointments of captains and vice captains. I think um, I think we need to move on. But um, more questions raised also from just as a quick, uh, you know, expectation of what will happen in the second test. Do you expect Sri Lanka to make a comeback at all? No, Kiri? I don't see that happening now. I don't see so, that happening now. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would really like to see that happen, mm-hmm. but I think the chances of that happening are quite low. No. I mean, I, I hope their batsmen, you know, stand up. Uh, and they are always it. a bit yeah. more. So effective. the bowling was okay. I think the bowling was okay. They Australia yes. was still restricted to under 350. That was fine. Yes. If the batsmen can't score 200, 250, if they can't bat like two sessions or two and a half sessions, they won't give their bowlers a chance. It's it's too yes. hard of them. No, two and a half sessions is nothing. You need to bat two days probably. Once. No, least, right? but you know, you start Please. with two sessions, right? I mean, you, you play out the first hour and then play till lunch, you know, lose as less wickets as, uh, less wickets as possible. You start with that. I mean, you have to start with some kind of a method. You have to m- be present, right? I mean, you, you have to stay long enough uh, out on the field, make their make the Australian ballers spend a lot more time at the crease, at the, at the wicket. Then you have a chance. Agreed. Um, so this so, is one of the way in which the Indian team sort of exactly these can happen. Yeah. Huh? So but grind them the down. Teams. Grind them down. Agreed. Yeah. You know, it's in Canberra. I don't know much about the pitch. I don't know if they've played test matches there. I don't think they have. So that's going to be. Is a this new the thing. first one? I have. I haven't I so. uh, actually done research on this. I don't yes. know if it's the first ever. First ever test on the Canberra pitch. If I'm not really? wrong. Really? Okay. That's interesting. So, that's interesting. Might be new. Let's 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 let me not commit to that. But this is but, what I believe. Let's see. But right? talking about you know talking about occupation at the crease, uh-huh. we had another interesting uh, uh, few days of Test cricket All right. at Barbados. Let's move on to the real yeah. carnage. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think about that? Oh man, I'm always very happy to see West Indies succeed, right? Yeah. So if we were to quickly go go through the let's say the scorecard there. So uh, just to summarize what happened. It was so good. Um, West Indies, first of all, you know, uh, while batting, uh, I think England made a few mistakes. Mm. So, uh, look, it's not it's it's not a very it's not a very easy thing to come back from 77. So, first of all, uh, the English bowlers did really well. So, sort of, West Indies were cruising, and with the second new ball, yeah. I think from Sanderson, this this ageless guy. Yeah. Who keeps improving like a whiskey or whatever? Who keeps becoming better and better? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you may call that, <laughs> he took another five four with the second new ball, right? Yeah. And then 
they were nicely set up. I remember tweeting, Chase and Hetmeyer, if they can see the day through, uh, England are in for a lot of lot of pain in the second day. Yeah. And then yeah. within five to six overs. So if you look at the scores, they were um, four for 240. From that to eight for 264 in that eight-hour period, nine-hour period. This is where Anderson comes to the fore, really. This guy is awesome. So just a um, shout-out to our uh, friends from Guerrilla Cricket. They mentioned during the radio commentary stint that Anderson took these three wickets in the spell. He crossed 200 wickets abroad, that is outside England. So that's very well done from him. And now, look, his pedigree is without doubt. He's 520, 530 or more wickets. And this is a proven performer. And he was able to shoulder the load even though they decided to drop broad, which is already a bit of a sore point for me because this did not look like a two-spinner wicket. And look at the amount of bowling Adil Rashid really did. No, he went, for plenty. <laughs> he went for plenty. No, no, first innings was okay. First innings, yeah, second innings, innings sorry. Yeah. Ball, mm. Between them, they hardly bowled. And in the second innings, every time he bowled, it was a wrong time as a leg spinner. This is my personal opinion, right? So you think so, the team balance was not right? No, it was not. Mm. I would have included broad if you were really keen on two spinners. It's still possible, right? Why should Sam Curran play on this pitch? He is not fast enough. And, and it's he not swinging the, enough. Yeah. yeah, He swings the ball after five or eight overs. His utility is not much. And you see that in the number of overs he bowls. In the first innings, he's bowled 12. And mm. in the second innings, he's bowled 17. Yeah. Well, out of 100, uh, 17 is not, not a lot less. But they have taken him for runs at more than four and over. Right in both innings. Mm. What is but maybe he was included because of his batting ability. You know, he what? he had, did. I mean, he uh, he played those counter-attacking uh, innings against India last summer. It's a different uh, thing. And the other thing is, whenever Sam Curran has played for England, they have won. Ah, come on, come on. That's that's. <laughs> I like I like these anecdotes as much as the next guy or these facts. But come on, really. Look, he was effective against India. In fact, in one of those tests or two of those tests, I would even dare say he was the difference between the teams. Mm. No doubt. But on this pitch, I would not have played him ahead of Broad. Somebody with 430 wickets. Come on, this guy is a proven performer. And what you have to not forget is this guy was on the decline about 18 months ago. There was a chance that he may have sort of been phased out by now. What he did was very significant. He went back to his coaches from his early days. He sort of reinvented himself. He brought back this venom. He brought back this intensity Broad. Right? Mm. And he was able to cross 400 wickets. Right? You can't, you can't discount that. And I would not say just by selecting Broad, all their all their problems would have gone away. But mm-hmm. at least he would have shouldered a bit more responsibility along with Anderson and Stokes, right? It looked like Stokes had to shoulder a lot of the responsibility. Look, yeah. what Stokes brings to this team is very unique. The intensity with which he bowls, he's able to make things happen. He bowls long 9-10 over spells, sometimes even a 14 over or 15 over spell on either side of a break, for example, right? And he bowls it with a lot of intensity. So at some and point, he's quite he, rapid. He bowls in excess of 85 miles an hour. Exactly. Consistently. Yeah. No, he, he's always at you. Right? Yeah. You can't sort of let go three balls an over and sort of see where it goes. Right? Mm-hmm. This guy was also very effective. But at the end of the day, how much? Why not play abroad and sort of take a little bit of Stokes and Anderson and then see where it goes from there. No, you want to play uh, Sam Curran and I really didn't see a role for him on this pitch. But, but what about West Indies batting in the first right. innings? What do you think about that? So, I thought they were set up beautifully. They were mm-hmm. playing well. There are a few missed opportunities from the top three. I thought they all got to 40 plus. You know? Yeah. One of those should have 
on to make a 100 or a, you know 150 plus we had a debutant right campbell yes he looks promising for me i think he did between the two innings i think he scored a 44 and a 33 Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a great record if you look at his uh, first class credentials it's just an average of 30s in the 30s but mm-hmm. i think he he proved himself a lot with the bat in the west indian a tours as a result he's in this team also yeah. i think he makes an ideal foil when you look at somebody like craig brathwaite this is yeah. an ideal situation if you look at the beginning of the test match craig brathwaite takes 130 balls bat bats the best part of two sessions out right mm-hmm. that's his role he's a sponge he absorbs the he's pressure. really patient guy you know he grinds yes. uh, the the attack he he likes to take the shine off the ball yes. you know? it's one of those guys old school old school, old school. yeah but more like a che pujara or even let's say sunil gavaskar one of those guys mm. right it's good yeah. but john uh, this joseph campbell is not joseph campbell he's john campbell i'm sorry he mm-hmm. attacked he scored 44 of 53 even though it was a debut innings i like that and then shy hope followed that shy hope sort of took up more time but I really liked what they did there, so that they were able to set up in such a way that four for two forty, you are you are you are in ascendancy, right? All yeah. you have to do is play out the remaining um, eight or ten overs. Even if it means you are under dips, you don't care. If you are two sixty for four, even five tomorrow morning, because you have a bit of a sting in the tail. Let's not forget, Hen- uh, Shimron Hetmyer comes in at six in this team, right? Rostin has got the bat well until Jason Holder. So. Yes, Dowdich. <clears throat> Older batch. We saw what he can do in the second inning. For God's sake, look at what. But Hetmyer, look at. But look at Hetmyer. He he did such a. I mean, I think he played a very aggressive innings, like he yes. uh, is expected of him. Yes. Uh, and uh, he scored a quick fire 81 out of uh, 109 deliveries. So he was he was uh, very effective. I think uh, that really helped West Indies propel their score forwards. Otherwise, I think they would have been stuck in uh, second or third gear. Yes. so i think those additional 40 runs or additional 20 25 runs that he got along with mm. alzari joseph alzari joseph scored a 22 ball duck but i have a lot of respect for that because they held up england for almost an hour in the second morning mm. right mm. this guy hits a boundary occasionally and or he takes a single of the last ball so right. they were able to do the classic you know shielding the tail end sort of batting i really mm. like that so basically 50 minutes to an hour what they did sort of also mm. i think played into england's frustration Yeah. So nothing to take away from the efforts of Anderson and Stokes right in the first innings between them they had nine wickets and they looked really sharp but then when it came the time to bat i think England really let them start. Yeah, Again Anderson bowled for 30 overs uh, Ben Stokes bowled about 25 overs so they had i think they were physically uh, drained probably at the end of the first innings. That's a lot of overs for fast bowlers. I agree in one day that's a lot in those very tiring yeah. conditions. Barbados is very hot I'm sure right? Yeah. but yeah. then the batsman didn't raise their hand the batsman no. had to play two to three sessions let the bowlers get a bit of rest <laughs> they wouldn't it is a brain fade again look at that the whole team has been bundled out look at their middle order joe root all the way to folks is 40402 that's terrible <laughs> right because this is where look you have such a batting order you have adil rashid coming in at 10 what more can you ask this guy is first class hundreds mm. right mm. so all you have to do is bat you add 10 10 runs to each of these people who are playing and then mm. you have suddenly you've come to maybe 220 or something right yeah. unfortunately i think we mentioned it in one of our previous episodes there is this test match tourism right yeah. that you can lose a test match in a session there you go yeah. typically yeah, that's what they, they did yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah i think you i think you uh, ping me if i remember right i was completely off i was having yeah a... i think you were you were out for uh, yeah. uh, you were out and then uh, I think you that <laughs> there was carnage here and they were completely uh, blown away by Kima Roach. I was just I mean, expecting it will be 70 for 2 and I'll go back in and I'll follow the match and then there's a 37 all out with 30 overs really. Yeah. What happened? One session, right? 
But then a lot of uh, kudos to Roach, man. Come on, he bowled splendidly. Seventeen. That was five. hostile, right? But if yeah, I think you if you look at the way the English batsmen were dismissed, so they missed, dismissed. I think some of them were because of pure fright. The balls leading up to those, which uh, were you know, which actually ended their uh, innings, that that was the reason. He was bowling with a lot of venom, a lot of pace. Uh, he was bowling at their ribs, you know. Guy like uh, Moin Ali, he played his first ball and then he was top edged, caught at fine leg. Very first Moinali, ball, he yeah. You're right. He was spooked. He could see that also in the second innings. Exactly. I think he was a bit spooked by just looking at what was happening from the pavilion. This is one of those yeah. typical cases. What I was yeah. telling you about a brain mm. fade, but probably as you say, he may be he may have been psyched out. You know, mm. he was already. Fearing what would happen by the time he pitched in, and of course it was a short ball, right? So yeah, yeah. I think they bowled with a lot of venom. Roach, yeah. when he came back, he's he spent two years out of Test cricket, right? Uh, was more or less self-imposed. But look, he's not as fast as he used to be. This guy was like genuinely fast. But then even bowling at 83, 84 mph, he has that intensity. And on yeah. the other side, you have Mr. Gabriel, of course. Yeah. Oh God, this guy, this guy is like a proper old school. I'll beat you to death, fast bowler, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, there is this anecdote about Malcolm Marshall. I, I don't know if I mentioned it uh, previously, but it's a good one. Just to give you an idea about what sort of ferociousness these guys brought into the bowling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it happened with Jeffrey Boycott, apparently. So one day Jeffrey Boycott was uh, sort of uh, coming back after a match, and then uh, Marshall asked, "Hey, Jeffrey, are you going to be batting today?" And uh, Boycott said, "Not if you're bowling." You know, this is Boycott talking to Marshall. Uh-huh. Okay. Best, one of the most stodgy defenders in the game, still giving that grudging respect to Boycott. Mm-hmm. And there's this other instance where in a county game, I can't remember who was the recipient of this gem from Malcolm Marshall when he bowled a short ball and then yeah. uh, this batsman hooks him for a four. Okay. Malcolm Marshall just looks at him and says, why did you do that, man? Now I'll have to come around the wicket and kill you. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. this guy was very vicious. So why I'm saying this, all this is Gabriel brings a bit of that. That, mm. that if I may say, that fervor, that really hostile, uh, you know, environment, he creates that where mm. batsmen are afraid for their fingers or their head or whatever you may call it. Mm. So he only bowled seven hours, but there was this hostility. Yeah, this yeah I complete. think that was that was the most important thing. Yeah. The other thing I would like to say is what Holder and Joseph were able to do. Yeah. Right. There was no let up. You can yeah. see, uh, Aljari Joseph is a bit all over the place. He's sort of still fitting his, uh, you know, game to the Test cricket. Mm-hmm. So he was a bit costly, but he hardly bowled five overs. But what I see is, Holder was the real difference there. He bowled a fantastic spell of eight overs for 15 runs. And he, of course, got two wickets. So that allowed Roach to continue to attack from that other side. Yeah. What happened is, um, Holder is so consistent. He's more of a, somebody was comparing him to Philander. Even though he's a much bigger guy. He's six foot five and long, long levers, right? Long mm-hmm. arms, long limbs. But... His 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 strength is his consistency. The consistency, way he yeah, yeah. He was able to bring this out, and that ushered them. All, uh, you know, uh, they, there was no escape room. I've seen this happen in a ten-hour spell when the batsman feels suffocated. Wickets fall. Uh, wickets fall like cards, as you say, right? Mm. And he was able to. They were able to replicate it. That's a fantastic cauldron of a test match, which mm. happened. And as you say, you blink and you miss. It's not blink and miss, but in test match uh, parlance, an hour is just a blink and a miss, right? And we missed. I missed the whole <laughs> first innings, man. Literally. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Right? But it's okay. I think. Uh, but I think in the end, uh, if you look at what West Indies did uh, when they came back to bat, they didn't enforce the follow-on. That was they right. could have done that. 
No, no, that was the right thing to do. You have yeah. a three-test match series. Let yeah. the bowlers tire out. They have only two exactly. fast bowlers. Exactly. So this was thinking about the, uh, the the upcoming test matches, not about this. I think that was very good on West Indies to uh, choose to bat on again uh, so in the second innings. Um, I think they had a they, were they a had yeah five or six. They had a bit of an ordinary start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not so special. I think until uh, Hetmeyer started tried to enforce things like yes. he always does. Yes. And then when he got out, I, I mean, they had a lead of about 300 uh, runs, I think, close to 300, or just over so, 300 runs. 270, actually, if I'm not yeah. wrong. So Hetmar got out at, um, sorry, so Hetmar got it to 120. Got out at 120, 120 so, this, so you can Effectively, add Effectively, Westin is, no, nah, no, nah, you are right. You are yeah. right. They were yeah, close then, to a 330 mm-hmm. run lead. That That's a different point to take off from, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean we take away anything from the way Holder and Dowrich played. Exactly. Nah. I mean, when Holder walked in, I think he looked like he was never going to leave that pitch. Exactly. He, it looked like he owned that uh, ground. Yeah, of course, man. It's his ground, yeah. right? Yeah, of you know, course, but uh, Holder is the figuratively first speaking, Indian. of course. Mm-hmm. He's the first Barbadian to score 100 as a captain on that pitch. After, can you take a guess? He was the first West Indian. Go for it. Uh, Jeff, 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 Sir Garfield Sovers. Oh, okay. First, that's a big name. Barbadian mm-hmm. to score a hundred at home as a captain. So that that's a big thing already. Look, whenever you look at this guy bat, you see this calmness at the crease. Mm-hmm. The calmness that is brought about by a confidence that I have the game. You know, you will not scare me. You will not just. Yeah. Uh, I don't have yeah. to be afraid of a short ball. I don't have to be afraid of a fast ball outside mm-hmm. the off stump where I'm mm-hmm. going to be poking at it, fishing at it. Nothing. He's very calm. He brings this. And that's what I like about this uh, guy. Even as a skipper, I think he sort of brings that across, right? Mm-hmm. But coming back to his innings, it was a beautiful test match batting. He scored at 88, uh, his strike rate of 88, but it never felt like he was in a hurry. He's hit eight sixes, 23 fours, all classic. I think you made a point when you said um, his first, very first ball was a full toss, but he's not looking for a yahoo. He's just guiding that down to third man. For exactly. Yeah. Right? From yeah. Sam Curran, I think you mentioned. Right? Yeah, Sam Curran, the first ball he faced so was... That uh, is indicative of his mindset. Look, it's different coming in at 3.30, right? You're absolutely right. At 3.30, you have nothing to lose. He could have gone for a quick 25, a yahoo of 25, thinking that, let me get my team to 3.75, let me get my team to 400. We're done. Because by the time... Yeah, walked, but let, let's not forget that it was still day two. Exactly. You're so right. he, yeah. So I think he had a lot of time, and he also had the composure uh, to take it a bit slow. And the slow in the sense he didn't try any rash shots. Exactly. And anyway, the the English bowlers were already tired, so they were spent mentally as well. I think they, yes, they yes. played all. I mean, they bowled all over the place, and then they just took advantage. And you look look at his end score. I mean, also Dowridge, nothing to take. Uh, I mean, take nothing away from me. He also scored a century there alongside him, although. Holder, of course, outpaced uh, uh, Dowridge. But mm. those two guys, you know, they put up 300-plus uh, partnership and then that's basically game over for England. Of course. Look, yeah. I think uh, Dowridge played the perfect second fiddle mm. uh, supporting role there. It very much a drive it to a Lakshman, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, I know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's always like that. It, it rarely works that both people are attacking and have the same number of runs mm-hmm. or some such. But look, and he's, he's, if you look at it as a proper test match innings, uh, strike rate of about 52, keeping his mm-hmm. captain company. And this guy is blasting. And it doesn't look, when Holder hits, when Holder hits out, it doesn't look like he's, there's no effort. It's sometimes KP showed this. KP was 6'4", uh, I think uh, Holder is 6'5". So it basically means, uh, when you look at the way they play, long levers, it doesn't look like, 
even so for a shorter guy i see that at my full extension i cannot time it after beyond a certain width or a certain um, let's say distance from my body for him it's not a problem those long levers kicking at that distance from the body it's so natural it looks like when he's hitting to the offside right also some there are some good pulls i think there was a extended session of short ball bowling at his body by ben stokes ben stokes he yeah. handled that really well he was not at uh, 100 then i think he was in his 60s mm-hmm. i remember all this boards really well so what the what you see you can't score at 200 if you don't have the technique for it well there are a couple of real rare exceptions i would not take anything away from jason gillespie but he did score at 200 against bangladesh right this was not that sort of a pitch or that sort of an attack and this guy scores at 200 they bat on and on i was i think i, I was one of those people who were trigger happy they i'm like hey, 450 declare declare even i was tweeting all these yeah i saw that no they played out they had enough time there was never going to be any rain they were not worried they made sure they batted all the way till near the end of the third day he got to a 200 and the bonus was there were no wickets on the third day right so neither <laughs> west indies nor england gave a wicket after 18, 18 wickets second day yeah you know, helter skelter they are now back to sort of classic test match cricket 340 runs no wickets given but, you know you know it kind of uh, it kind of made me wonder if it the pitch had uh, suddenly changed uh, from an up and down to uh, batting paradise it did sort of it did sort of on the third day on the third day you know second day i think england gave away more wickets but there mm-hmm. was still some spice in the pitch yeah. right by the third day i think it sort of completely flattened out and yeah. england showed for a large part of their approach they did show that this is fine right if mm-hmm. you look at the england second innings look they were they were batting okay so they started strongly even at the about the one hour mark on the fourth day they had only lost one wicket which was keaton jennings so mm-hmm. i would like to just mention one quick thing about keaton jennings he looked like he was just happy absorbing the bowling he didn't look to score at all in in this circumstance it's not a bad thing in this specific innings but you know i i noticed this trend when it comes to england openers they sometimes become strokeless mm. and so i remember when they're offered a loose ball they <laughs> miss out maybe because you are in this mindset of just blocking because the one other guy i can compare him to is nick compton i think nick compton suffered for being strokeless because he would sort of get into this mindset of not being able to score and mm-hmm. uh, maybe sanjay bangar used to suffer with this when i saw him bat for india so but mm-hmm. or maybe he had a limited talent i don't know what being the case but in this case he was completely strokeless rory burns played a very good innings he was very unlucky to miss out on yeah. 100 right but then the moment rory burns got dismissed uh, sort of uh, the middle order look they played they did their part 30 20 yeah. 30 26 yeah. you know butler stokes root and west oh, they were okay but then there was no big there is usually one in the top 3 has to stay you know this usually happens even in that great kolkata innings lakshman was at 3 if you remember right the, usually b sort of rescues and chases also if you go little back uh, angelo matthews and uh, mendes if i'm not wrong mendes was four matthews may have been five or six so somebody in the top order has to sort of take the initiative and keep going right and uh, they didn't none of them did once burns got out the rest of them were sort of making up more strokes i think ben stokes looked really uncomfortable but i would like to give him credit for hanging on for 82 balls because yeah it's think, it's, a, uh, it's a surprise that he was able to stay as long as he did no gabriel tested yeah. him out roach no but him. even before that holder was bowling him a consistent line and length just outside of stump he was trying to hit every ball through the covers missed almost every ball in an over Happens, it was quite happens. funny it was quite funny <laughs> no but it's i think he's matured as a test batsman so one of my tweets earlier today was why is he at 5 i think he showed why yeah yeah i think i saw that yeah 
is he sort of also in England he had a couple of uh, sorry in Sri Lanka he had a couple of these very uh, calm innings where he would only score 30 or 40 out of 100 balls but mm-hmm. he had done the job that was required because yeah. around him were stroke makers butler ali you know so he's able but, to take but, that you know yeah but i think jorud got out to a lame uh, dismissal i think yeah. he was uh, just guiding the ball to the slips i think that was not a good um, that was that, uh, he was very unhappy i think he was very livid with it himself when he yeah. it showed it's rightfully yeah. so right and He's then the butler was very fluent for uh-huh. as long as he stated the crease uh-huh. uh, moin ali for uh, he, he got a pair this match right yes so yes. he was out for a duck mm-hmm. uh, folks was out for a free catch you never <laughs> expect us so to butler, stick at right? sometimes yeah and so was yeah. butler's butler's catch i think uh, butler's i think was more uh, uh, anticipated i think it was he was he had more time but yeah, yeah, with folks i think there was no time for that guy at short leg uh, hetmeyer yeah. yes and um, one of adil rashid yeah, adil rashid rashid was caught on the boundary uh, sam karan was the last wicket to fall and then who took all these wickets chase spare a thought for this guy you know this guy uh, rastan chase Yeah, he's not a real uh, bowler, right? I mean, he's just a batting all-rounder. Well, let's not use the word "real bowler" anymore. He is a real no. bowler. Yeah, because he got you don't get an eight for if you are not. <laughs> if you are not a real bowler before today, from today on, you are a real bowler. He has fifty Test match wickets now. Does he? Wow. Yes, he completed fifty Test match wickets. He did not look good before today. Forty-two wickets out of twenty-seven Tests. It's more like see when you're an all-rounder. So mm. that's the thing, right? You should average between two to three. wickets at least per test mm-hmm. with an average of batting average of 35 plus that's when you're really considered an all-rounder he's almost clocking that 27 tests 50 wickets not bad right but an 8 for 60 is, is a wonderful look there are a good wow. couple of good catches couple of bad shots none of those count man in the end an 8 wickets column yeah yes it's it's better than an 8 for 71 warren took in all of his 700 wickets right that's fantastic <laughs> wow. so if you think and just a couple of stats i would like to wrap up this you know this summary of this test match with, with a couple of stats very good stats about holder and um, dowrich it was a 295 run partnership it was the third highest seventh wicket partnership in the history right mm. this is all great but at the end of the day if you look at all that apparently this is the second time they have partnered to score more than 200 right can you guess who the only other Uh, partnership is out there or was out there mm-hmm. who scored mm-hmm. more than 100 when they batted together it might come to you as a surprise go for it i don't it know it was dhoni and lakshman where was it yeah. yes and the most important point is below the sixth wicket so not below not, not wicket, okay. where was this where was this do you remember one was in kolkata in fact both were at kolkata so one was in 2011 the other was in 2010 Mm-hmm. and it's kolkata so lakshman will play big right yeah. but of course dhoni also had a 100 in both of those innings one of them was unfortunately against west indies if i'm not wrong the other was against south africa so mm-hmm. if you remember in 2011 when south africa lost in spite of uh, amla scoring 100 in each of those tests yeah? mm-hmm. so this was nearing the um, period where indian batting was very strong it was those fab four sort of thing mm-hmm. and uh, so the only other pair in the history of test cricket to have added more than 200 apart from uh, Lak- uh, lakshman and dhoni are these two dowrich and holder you would not have thought that right so yeah, that's like, uh, quite a big company i mean right? uh, privileged fantastic company yeah and the other one i would like to point out to you is i i claimed last last episode that uh, holder is a much improved cricketer right mm. so in the last year or last 18 months i would like to back that up with a few stats 
if you look at his second half of 2018 holder averages 45 with the bat and 12 with the ball 45 and 12 wow yes. this is better than joe root when batting or anderson when bowling right 35 wickets at 12 mm-hmm. and uh, i forget the number of runs but an average of 45 but how many Some, matches how many innings has he played uh, i think about 11 innings right so he had okay, yeah two bad. or three full tours so it's not bad at all man because now can you imagine what this 200 not out will do to that and he only took two wickets but what he brings to this team is this consistency and this calmness if the rest of the team can take it on from him believe me this team is going to go places and he's because, just 27 he's just yes, 27 man. years old now uh, we'll see how long he can captain all that is good but what i like to see is He, this may eventually become the resurgence if not now there have been a couple of false starts over the last four or five years west indies are resurging etc etc we sort of get uh, enthusiastic because also he has a very young team around him right mm-hmm. gabriel is one of the older people in this team and he's 30 so is roach right the rest of them are all very young under 30 right it's very good and bravo unfortunately he didn't make a comeback we have to say something about him but he could not really do much with the bat but he will remember being a part of the winning lineup right and i think he'll get another test or two tests for sure i don't I think, think he will play this series i think they will, they need him and, and he I, has uh, he has the experience uh, to uh, you know he was the only batsman who averaged more than 40 in that lineup actually <laughs> right? which actually dropped after this match it's now 39.7 oh, so he has a point to prove <laughs> there it right so yeah so that was a round up of uh, mostly yeah the one last thing i, I would like to mention this, this was a defeat by 381 runs by england or west indies winning over england by 381 runs oh, and wow. i i think i saw a stat somewhere on the while watching the tele, television uh, you know broadcast that this was the third biggest win for west indies good ever yeah they deserve it they deserve it. really outplayed england right yeah and the other thing just one more stat i think i forgot to mention this earlier that together now anderson and broad have 1000 test wickets congratulations to them amazing i think mm-hmm. right i don't know how many other pairs had it in the history if you look back right yeah, maybe grand one maybe yes very good that's one i think and the other one that swings to mind is murli and vas maybe near the end of their careers between them i think they had 1000 test wickets how many pairs are there man who are able to achieve it unfortunate that broad was not on the pitch when this happened but you know probably next test match maybe they'll, they'll get together so yeah. if i can spend just a minute talking about what would happen for the mm-hmm. next test match um so i don't know if there'll be a lot of changes when it comes to the west indies you know let's say of course uh, team but mm-hmm. i think england will look to make some changes so when i look at the you know uh, the lineup sam curran goes out and probably broad comes in but looking at the pitch they may still retain two spinners but i have a mm-hmm. feeling adil rashid cannot play jack reach may come into the equation jack leach right mm-hmm. the rest of this order looks okay the batting looks uh, there is a lot of potential the bat deep stokes i mean they may have to use him a bit sparingly and so same with anderson but with broad coming in they'll they'll get that breather i think right mm-hmm. so when i look at it um the next test match starts uh, on the 31st so there's not a lot of time i think they earn a day which is a good thing for them 27th they get uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow off. so it's a good thing for them but uh, still only a three or four day turnaround and then it's at the north sound antiga that that yeah. is a low and slow pitch if i'm not wrong so i think from what i see it sort of makes sense that two two spinners play and if you look at it there is no place uh, or there is no alzari joseph from miss out even though they said don't change on a spinning uh, or a winning combination sorry so maybe alzari yes warikan jamal warikan would come into mm-hmm. the team for me yeah because and i don't course, see yeah 
really another spinning option. Chase, because of the way he's bowled, I think he'll be promoted to the full-time spinner's role, as you say. Mm-hmm. And then I think we saw a bit of uh, Campbell bowling. It doesn't look like much, really. One more thing I would like to mention. I think yeah. Dowrich was injured or uh, he was off the field. Um, he was not yes. keeping uh, during the yeah during fourth. the last day of play fourth four, yeah second innings of England yeah so yeah. so I maybe I don't know if he's going to play in the next game Shea Hope was uh, substituting for him also playing in the eleven of course but, uh, he's I think the limited overs keeper right yeah so uh, so good yeah. for them that they so have I an think it's now a trend right most teams yeah. like to have a spare keeper already. <laughs> And in some cases, like England, probably too. So I yeah, wonder when India will do that with Dhoni and uh, uh, you know this guy, Rishabh Pant. I know, I know, you've been clamoring Pant to be included. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Because let's not forget, there's already Karthik and Raidu, both of them. Oh yeah, we already have Karthik, right? Yes. I forgot, totally so, forgot. Sorry. How many keepers do you want? I don't know in the eleven, but in the Test matches, uh, it might be an interesting thing, right? We're but England about. had three, right? Amazing. This this, yes. this match, they had three: Ben Fox, uh, Butler, and then. Uh, Folks had a wonderful debut. He scored his really beginnings in Sri Lanka, made sure England won, right? Mm. So it was tough to drop him. And of those three, he might be the most natural keeper. But uh, apart from that, maybe that might be another change they may be looking to do. It will be a bit harsh Mm. on him, but uh, they they may include a full bowler in his place and uh, sort of uh, maybe somebody like Sam Curran may retain his place. Folks may miss out and um, Broad may get him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, Shall we? Mm-hmm. yeah, go for it. Let's go for the next one, right? So, uh, let's New Zealand go. and India? Yeah, man. So one day series? Let's take a quick look at that. So, so did you see both so, the matches, Giri? Uh, only some of it. I watched uh, the second innings, actually. Uh, so, I, I, I think the first match was a, uh, was a pretty much a foregone conclusion as soon as New Zealand were dismissed for uh, 155. So, India would always chase that down. So it was not really a problem. I it think credit goes year. to Shami, the first yeah. match. I give a yeah. lot of credit to the way they've opened the bowling. So, just to summarize what happened so far, India are leading 2-0. So, they have won both the ODIs at Napier and Mount Monganui. Yeah? And in the first ODI, so as you say, New Zealand were bowled out for 156 and 157. sorry. And the moment uh, they were able to uh, resume... Uh, they were able to, uh, yeah, let's say it was easy. It was very easy for India. Maybe you want to add something there? No, I think you uh, you already uh, summed, summed it up uh, pretty nicely. Um, so it was it was a pretty straightforward win for India. Just another day at the office, professional performance. Yeah. In the first ODI. Of course. Um, something about Williamson in the first ODI? Yeah, he was the only guy, right? He was the only guy who batted. There was nobody else around him who tried to uh, stick around and uh, make an impact. So I think uh, the spinners did their job, um, and uh, one of the other things is it's a five-day series, a five-five-match series, right? This is a one-day series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember uh, Ian Smith uh, in the commentary mm-hmm. saying the first pitch at Napier was the most seamer-friendly uh, in the series. The other pitches were expected to be more spin-friendly, and New Zealand did did not do well in the first match already. So. Oh, I like and this. You, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the fast bowlers have turned up, right? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the second ODI, we we saw what happened. Uh, second mm-hmm. ODI was uh, India batting first. India, I think, wanted to challenge themselves. That's what Virat Kohli said. They wanted to uh, uh, play a bat first, uh, mm-hmm. and then see how their uh, top order and middle middle order performed when they were not looking at a target. They've been chasing a lot these days, so they it would be nice to you know 
uh, put some runs on the board to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did that. I think they played 320 odd. Uh, they had a very good start. Uh, the openers, of course, uh, Rohit Sharma and uh, Shikhar Dhawan, they, they've been doing so, so well consistently all these days. Mm-hmm. It was another day at the office for them, like I said. And then uh, um, they kind of lost their way in the middle order. I think they slowed down a bit after uh, Rohit got out. And then Virat Kohli tried to push the score up. And then he mm-hmm. got at the end of uh, 39th or 40th over. And he even said that he had a plan to accelerate between 35th and 40th over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tried to do that and he got out. Uh, and then um, Dhoni and uh, Kedar Jadav finished the innings. Well, I think they, they did well to get 320. But I think they were looking at around 340, 350 when they started, when Rohit and Dhawan were uh, playing. So it was, uh, in the end, it was enough. You know, if you look back, I think it was good yes. enough. Um, spinners stifling New Zealand, they were bowled out in this game. I think right. even before, even during the 40th or the 41st over, so they didn't even finish their 50 overs. Nah, um, yeah. And yeah, I think they, they were good only in patches. Uh, Dougie Bracewell, I think he put up a fight. He played yes. uh, fighting innings towards the end, um, attacking innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was pretty much it. I, I, can't, I can't really think of anyone else. But um, I think uh, Ledham had a 34 and then yeah, uh, yeah the rest of the middle order were 20s. Monroe had yeah. a 31 but not at a very fast clip, right? Guptil yeah. failed both the matches, surprisingly. So, just a couple of things, stats-wise to mention, or let's say people-wise. Mm-hmm. So, I think New Zealand are also trying to sort of work out their um, best 15 for the World Cup. You can see this, right? In the mm-hmm. first match, uh, Saudi had played, but now in the second match, they included Colin de Grand home in his place, mm-hmm. right? Also, I think Lockie Ferguson is trying to be, uh, is given a longer run so that he's able to make that second or the third seamer's position his own. Can he be the next Shane Bond? <laughs> I think he already is. I mean, he's already? Okay. Yes, he's fast, he's very threatening, but then um, he doesn't have the experience. So, in the last two hours of the, or the last two to three hours of the Indian innings, I think they took him for a few runs mm-hmm. between Jadhav and uh, Dhoni. But right. he is capable of bowling 150, 150. He did. I think he yeah. may have touched uh, 146 and 147 in the second ODI. I right? think he, uh, in the first ODI, was that? Yeah, it was the first ODI. I think he bowled a 150-something to exactly. Kohli and then Kohli hit a 4. I think he just yeah. used his pace. Square cut, 4 runs. Yeah, Kohli looked in sublime touch in both the innings. He made yeah. a couple of 40s. But they were some of those cover drives were sublime, man. I can't, yeah. I can't use any other word. But coming back to the New Zealand squad, I think mm. in the second ODI, I would like to credit to Ish Sodhi for the middle order, middle overs, mm. right? That yeah. slowdown in the middle overs was basically because of him keeping one end tight. They couldn't uh, do much on the other end. Grandom and Monroe sort of went for a few runs. Mm. I think they have identified that uh, to fill the fifth and the sixth bowlers slots, right? So mm. they're trying to find a few people. They also, Jimmy Nisham is currently injured, but he may come back into the mix in the th- fourth and the fifth ODI, is what I read. So, I think they're going to continue to experiment with that, with their bowling lineups. Their batting lineup looks very settled, right? It, it's actually very powerful. And uh, But then, unfortunately, it when didn't it fall. delivers. When it yeah. delivers, yeah. And what you said in the second innings, uh, second ODI, you were right that, you know, India were sort of 20 runs short. You're absolutely right. Because the way they were going, they needed 20 runs more. And I think they had sort of made up their mind when they started that. If you look at the previous Pakistan versus New Zealand ODIs that happened here. Mm-hmm. I think in Mount Monganui, I think 320 was breached more than once by either team. So, 320 was sort of par score on that pitch. Yeah, what I, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I think they were able to uh, only get to a par score, but their bowlers bailed them out. You're absolutely right. Kuldeep Yadav, I think, is making the uh, return uh, statement when yeah. what Chahal did. So, now, between them, 
or between the spinners they were able to really tie new zealand down it was the same story in both cases yeah. even though the fast bowlers were not very effective in this match or mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the spinners really came to the party and it was a comfortable victory in the end so that was a nice that was a, for me let me put it like this it was a surprising beginning i was sort of expecting india to stumble a little this 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 indian odi engine is so nicely functioning you can you can see it's all the gears and levers are clicking and it's all clearly working out so nicely i'm very surprised at that uh, what are your thoughts on that um i think they are they are in a, they are on a roll at the moment because you see right. how well they did in australia so it's kind of expected i think the top 3 is never a problem of course uh, yeah, i think the, out of the top 3 at least two of them always deliver and even mm-hmm. kohli delivered i mean even though he didn't score a 50 i think he did well today yeah. uh, but apart from that i think you have enough yeah i mean there is enough firepower yeah all right uh, now nah, uh, but doni uh, doni coming back to the fore i mean he's he's playing well again he's back in form he again played a 50 i think today right he did he score 48 i think but yeah close to 50, 50 yeah. almost so yeah so um, so this boards well for uh, indeed yeah nah, for the world cup let's see if they can continue this form I only yeah. hope you know they they're not peaking too early. This is my only thing. Yeah, but, but I think they will get a chance to relax. They will get a chance to relax when they play against Zimbabwe just before. Really, is that why that series has been arranged? Because it makes no sense. Because you have IPL after that, and you play Australia before that. <laughs> I really don't know what that is. But okay, we'll 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 see in the upcoming episodes. Just a small you know funny thing. There was a sun uh, uh, cricket was stopped for the first time ever. I think. in record in international cricket i think yeah because of yeah. sun too much sun but apparently it happens on their ground quite often Mount, uh, no but this was discussed apparently okay. uh, ross taylor said uh, in this interview that uh, in this during the stoppage ross taylor uh, was speaking to uh, somebody and then he told mm-hmm. this was actually agreed the captain said agreed that uh, ah, if there was a stoppage like this they would they would actually go off the field I so see. it's nothing so um, it's nothing uh, abnormal about it so yes the funny part about it is that uh, the mayor of napier said be a man or be men and come on and get on with it mayor mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. the funny part so somebody suggested to the mayor you know i think you should try some funds and try to turn the yeah, when, when you speak of mayor yeah when you speak of mayor i i remembered something you know when west indies won against england today uh-huh. um, the prime minister of barbados she came uh-huh. down and then she congratulated all the players Of course, yes. Yeah, so there was a good gesture. Do you know how much it means to them? No, no. It's an island nation, and I think uh, cricket is a yeah. unifying thing because it also brings a lots of revenue and other things, right? Mm. So I was listening to this Line and Length Network, which is the mm. Caribbean broadcaster, mm. and they were talking about the amount of tourism, increase in tourism, and other things. So uh, it's it's a, it's a unifying factor. for the mm-hmm. islands and i like that right also it brings a lot of revenue and as you say the uh, prime ministers and uh, presidents being present in caribbean is not a new thing it's, it's no but then again um, yeah i think it's it's a good it's uh, it's a proud feeling for the west indians you know they they played really well in the in this test match hopefully they can put up a more consistent performance they cannot i mean um, england have to really bounce back and bounce back hard to make a yes. match of this series i think otherwise uh, they're staring down the barrel right yeah go ahead don't worry and then i really hope that england are able to as you say bounce back coming back to the odi series i think let's move on to the other one south africa versus uh, pakistan lot of things happening there so the first three matches at, right there were three matches uh yes so let's look at what happened one, first one was by pakistan one was by pakistan second and third two. south africa there was a third one the only yeah two. yeah there was three matches 
Ah, maybe I'm mistaken. You're absolutely right. We talked so, about the first match in the previous already. Episode. Oh, so there yeah. were only two matches for this week. I'm sorry. This week yeah. there were two matches. Yeah. So if we quickly look at take a look at the results of what has happened. So first thing, so you can see uh, in the second ODI. So mm. uh, in this case, South Africa bounced back and they limited Pakistan to 203 and they comfortably comfortably won that match, right? Mm. So there were probably some nervous moments for South Africa. And then, uh, but then, uh, Dusan and uh, I'm sorry, Miller played out a, uh, comfortably, and then Pehlukwai was able to finish this beautifully with Dusan. So uh, we'll talk about the elephant in the room slightly later. I think I'm leaving that out to the end of the talk about the series, if you don't mind, right? Yeah, sure, I think sure. Yeah, we, we know what that what, yeah. what that's about. Yeah. So in the first, uh, in the second ODI, of course, I think Hassan Ali made a big difference along with Satraz Ahmed. With the bat, and they were able to take Pakistan to 200 because it looked like at one stage it might even be 120, 125, but they were able to push it to 200. So Hassan Ali is, I think, pushing for a all-rounder role in the team. But then uh, Andy Lepehlukwayo, who had a wonderful second ODI, both with the bat and the ball, right? He was deservedly the man of the match. He took four for 22 and then came back with the bat and scored a very good 69. Yeah, finished the job. So that was good. So at the end of the day, that was the second match where they won comfortably. But in the third match, Pakistan fought back, which was to be expected, right? Mm. Would you like to quickly go through what happened in the third match? Yeah, of course. Uh, Imam Ul Haq scored a century, yeah. um, and uh, he kind of, you know, he he celebrated in a very special way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to silence his critics, yeah. um, uh, so he made a gesture, weird gesture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Babar Azam was good as as always, uh, mm-hmm. consistent. Uh, Hafiz played a fifty, I think. Yeah, and then yeah. the middle over, I think it was a generally a good performance. I think they finished yes. well. They scored three hundred plus. It was a good score until the weather came in. Until the weather uh, changed things for Pakistan. Of course. Yeah. Usually, um, so what I would like to add here is, uh, I think three seventeen was a very challenging score on that pitch. It was not going to be easy, right? So here, what I would like to um, uh, comment on is the way South Africa paced their innings between the two rain breaks. Usually, after rain break, the team that comes back out to bat has a bit of time trying to adjust, right? So they were always sort of behind the Dakwat Lewis run rate when the first um, interruption happened. But by the second interruption, they were able to quickly, quickly, uh, you know, raise the run rate to such a point where. Uh, not losing a wicket, but still scoring at 6.5 over. That's what they were able to manage, mm-hmm. right? Pafti Plessis and Riza Hendricks. They deserve a lot of credit on this, right? I think they may have gone at 6.2 rather than 6.5, but that 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 in itself is a wonderful thing against such a powerful bowling lineup of Pakistan, yeah. right? So um, now, if you were that's that was what happened on the field. Now another thing that unfortunately happened on the field. that uh, took up a lot of media space this week right another thing that you as you mentioned previously yeah. something that uh, is a notorious thing to happen it's still uh, doing a lot of rounds yes so honest, this yeah. was what uh, unfortunately sarfraz end up ended up saying uh, so i'll not repeat the exact quote but i think he used a, what can be considered a slightly racially charged term while uh, sort of addressing and delay um, slightly is uh, Yeah, being, it's, it's a subject to uh, you know. I would say uh, I might be a bit uh, hesitant with my adjectives, mm. possibly, but I think you get the meaning. So in this mm. case, uh, when he referred to Andile Pelikwayo as a black guy, I think uh, it didn't sit well with the world media and especially in South Africa. Well, I think it's in such a racially charged 
uh, they have such a racially charged history you have to be really mm. careful while using certain words it's it's right? a sensitive uh, topic it's very sensitive and yeah. they still are trying to come to terms with how to you know uh, reconcile with what has happened over the last 50 60 years there mm. and uh, it's unfortunate that this term was used i think uh, I'll, i'll say just one small thing in his uh, in defense though it doesn't really really require any defense because it is sort of indefensible but i think he was just referring to this guy by who he is rather than using it in a derogatory way but that is still wrong that can't be defensible right so uh, what happened is he was able to go apologize in pelukwayo club accepted his apology then fafti plessy as the captain of the team also officially said yes we accept his apology right but unfortunately i think he left the door open for icc to still adjudicate and maybe pass out a sentence because um in this but case can you do anything faf can you do anything to stop uh, further uh, action being taken by icc yes so mm-hmm. in icc rules what i read there is one way in which if the teams reconcile and if they agree that they have reconciled icc will stay out of it because this is also a cultural mm-hmm. thing right okay so what faf said is very clear for me that what he says what he says we forgive him and we are a forgiving team yada yada so we forgive you mm-hmm. and uh, we accept your apology but then these things can't be brushed under the carpet when he right. says that he is saying this is not the end of the issue for us mm. he does say that they have a history and they have to be very careful so they can't afford to brush this under the carpet by saying that he is clearly saying the reconciliation is not enough we mm. would like to see a sentence or a, some sort of a penalty being imposed so i think icc is now sort of convening their um, there let's say the people that will need to listen to what has happened from the both sides and maybe there'll be this is his first offense uh, sarfraz's first offense and hopefully it'll be his last so what i get to hear is it might be a four to eight match suspension that he is looking at effectively right and the four sooner eight, it comes wow. out, mm-hmm. yeah, the sooner it comes out the better because that will affect their world cup preparations right so well a day happens, play is that in also including test or uh, only one day doesn't matter doesn't matter okay the, the next series they have is um, you know they are playing one day series right now in south africa so they finished yeah. three they have two more odis three t20s yes and then uh, subsequent to that they have five odis against australia so he has some cushion i would say no, and then they play I, in england they play in england uh, before the world cup i just to round up this matter i, I have a feeling it might not be a bad thing if he gets to sit out i mean <laughs> you don't know how okay. it will come the we don't know what sort of a sentencing might even happen or any penalty may be imposed it might completely icc may completely say they are satisfied right so let's see what happens but if a sentence or if a penalty were to be imposed on uh, sarfraz i think he might benefit from the break it's in so force pakistan team might i think the think? pakistan team itself in the bigger picture may going forward it's a world cup year right do they have a backup keeper A backup keeper, yes. Uh, I think the, they have a Rizwan, Mohammad Rizwan, who's traveling. Mohammad Rizwan, okay. Who will who will uh, take over the captaincy? That's If should uh, Sarfraz be suspended? I think this might also be an opportunity to see where the captaincy uh, mantle may lie in the future. Babar, I think Afiz, Babar Azam, or Fakhar Zaman for the shorter formats would would be options. I think Imam is still too young and is still mm-hmm. too much to say, and I think his celebration showed. Uh, i think he it was rightfully uh, you know he was very frustrated with all the talk about uh, mm-hmm. his uncle being the chief selector yada yada so but yeah. at the end of the day it might go with uh, it might be babar azam unless one of hafiz or shoaib malik may be persuaded to take it on in a very well, shoaib malik uh, might get his due right 
I don't see it as a due man. He was at some point in time a captain, and I don't think they did right by him then. But going forward, it will be a stopgap. I don't mm-hmm. see them replacing Harris. Surpraz will always come back uh, as a captain. So it would board well for uh, PCB if they were able to look at their options going forward or their upcoming captaincy options. Because for me, both Hafiz and Shoaib Malik lie in the past. So it might be a sharp stopgap, but they would do well to just test out the waters, right? Even if it means you lose a couple of ODIs or T20s, it's fine. Let's see mm-hmm. where it goes. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would go. Well, uh, in in support of Imam Ulhaq, you know, his his batting. He yeah. has a one-day batting average of over 63. Can you imagine that? No, no. I, yeah, I, it's I, amazing. I mean, it's 63.18 the way I see. I mean, it's, it's about 19 innings that he has played. Hmm? He has such a stupendous one-day record. That's a good one. Of batting, yeah. Yes, that boards so, well for them. Yeah. So, I think that they have a very good uh, top three. Uh, I think including Babar Azam. Yeah. If, if, if uh, Fakhar Zaman can start firing, that's a wonderful top three. Even, dare I say, comparable to the Indian one while setting a total up. Okay? Mm. Some mm. stars apply, conditions apply. But mm. still, uh, I would say um, that's not a bad one. And look at the depth they have with uh, Hafiz, Sarfraz and Shoaib Malik. Right? That's, a, that's mm. a very good batting order for me. So, yeah. um, so let's. Uh, I think let's move on from the pa- South Africa Pakistan series as well. And then a quick mention to the Indian women's team. They have uh, won comfortably against uh, New Zealand by thrashing them in the first ODI. So it was a low-scoring affair. I remember, and uh, I think uh, Smriti Mandana played a very patient hand to score a hundred, mm. right? And then take India home. So that's really well done them. Well done to the Indian women's team. A quick mention to them. And then. Um, now, if you were to uh, take a quick look at what has happened in the meantime with the uh, Pandya and Rahul affair, I think a sort of uh, common sense has prevailed. And uh, the COA have been uh, advised to sort of suspend their bans temporarily, at least uh, until an ombudsman can be mm. appointed. So the amicus curiae, right? So he has been uh, sort of uh, appointed. So it's... Uh, um, so, Mr. Narsimha, Mr. P.S. Narsimha, who's going to be the amicus curiae from the Supreme Court, has persuaded uh, Diana Adulji to at least suspend the sentence or sus- suspend the sentencing until a later date so that these two can get on with their careers. Right? But who happens to be celebrating her birthday, Diana Adulji? Oh, wow. 26th, 26th of January. So, best well wishes spotted. to her. <laughs> well spotted, Giri. So, our uh, best wishes to Diana Adulji and we hope uh, you have a long and uh, successful uh, term in the COA and also you're a very celebrated cricketer. So, you know, well done, Diana. So now coming back to this uh, affair, I think uh, now they're sort of uh, capping it up by saying the Hardik Pandey will join the senior team in New Zealand and Rahul will go back to play with the ODI, sorry, the England A team that's playing England, right? The A team, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's, that seems to be the right move. So I think uh, sort of common sense has prevailed. Though what irks me a little that there is no consensus or no sort of an idea what to how to deal with such a situation so i'm worried what will happen if such a disciplinary matter or such a let's say a bureaucratic matter if i may use this term Mm. comes up what is your thought on this giri well uh, i don't know i mean if they have to always take a judicial action like this they need to have a process but but then again uh, i don't know i mean I, i i have nothing to add here i mean they for now, I think uh, they they have to sit out of for a few games. Uh, when that's going to happen, that's another story. They already served their suspension. If there was ever a suspension, yeah. Um, no, I mean I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
my my question was more directed towards what might happen in the future look in this case there was no process at all in place so the ball kept bouncing between the uh, x bcci okay bureaucrat. if you if you want to talk about process then firstly education such yeah. that such a thing doesn't happen and if it does happen they need to have a very quick process they need to have a committee which takes care of this uh, you know disciplinary exactly. committee who takes care of this that's what i had in mind because and with a with a timeline for all these kinds of offenses whatever it is whether it's uh, uh, whether it's something related to uh, gender or whether it's related to i mean racial slur i hope mm-hmm. that such such a thing doesn't happen but if it does they should have a process and a timeline b- within which an action is taken and a player serves his sentence Okay. or fine plays a fine i think that that's a good way to wrap up that topic so yeah. i agree with you totally there that they have to have a process so that uh, this doesn't again fall in a process gap where they don't know what to do with it right yeah okay yeah. now uh, so if i were to um, go back and take a quick look at the miscellaneous topics from around the world so cricketing world that is so first thing is uh, the lomo crow trophy that was played out in new zealand with the t20 played out between a uh, sort of a invitational t20 match mm. to raise awareness about certain topics like cancer and other things and also to shine light on these two great people from new zealand lomo celebrated uh, sportsman martin yeah. trophy yeah? yeah who both sort of died very tragically and in a at a very young age right So this rugby 11 versus cricket 11 match was held on 25th I don't think the result is very important at all but I like to see that they are able to sort of celebrate their um, um, sort of their ex uh, sports uh, sportsmen uh, yeah, sporting heroes heroes and then still mm-hmm. sort of keep the limelight on the important things like cancer what Jonah Lomu suffered from the kidney disease and uh, so it was very nice to see so another small thing I think the west indian women have agreed to tour pakistan after 15 years so they have a tour that had three t20s and uh, three odis so they have agreed that uh, the tour starts in fact very shortly i think uh, they will be playing the three t20s in karachi they have agreed right mm-hmm. and um, so the tour already starts kicks off on the 31st of january so the three t20s will be played in karachi so again right. this is very good news as far as international cricket is concerned what do you have to say kiri um that's always a, i think this is a start we have to see how it uh, if it picks up any speed if there are more teams who will uh, follow suit yeah um it, it may not be such a bad thing uh, but yes. because it's a women's game i think there will be less limelight on this uh, topic i think they will not have so much of uh, beefed up security all around the place you know to stop life of normal people yeah um, so i i mean i will be curious to see what's hap- what happens here uh, i will i will watch out for this uh, um, i think we should we should watch the reaction of other uh, teams as well i hope somebody yeah. visits uh, pakistan i hope somebody tours uh, pakistan i think they exactly. they really need to see their cre- cricket played in front of their you know home fans exactly uh, so it needs to happen that was my point as well that yeah. an entire generation of cricketers have missed out on this and no more should yeah. be missing out eventually yeah. this problem should be sorted out because Pakistan playing at home is very good for Pakistan cricket and good Pakistan teams are good for international cricket let us put it like this yeah yeah true so uh, a couple of other things to round up we can't but mention that kohli king kohli has mm. won all three major trophies uh, that are set up set out for men in the icc 2018 awards right yeah. this guy has been the complete all round batsman and in 2018 and it's his his achievements on field have been crowned by icc by first of all giving him calling him the icc cricketer of the year mm-hmm. then the odi cricketer of the year and the test match batsman of the year sorry the odi 
batsmen and their test batsmen of the year. So this is fantastic. So it sort of proves to us beyond all doubts, at least in my mind. That Was there ever the any doubt? Exactly. He's at the top mm. of his craft. Mm. What I would like to see is, can he do it again? Maybe in this year or coming years. Can he repeat this? A hat trick. It has not been done by any cricketer so far. And this is the first guy to do it. And I hope uh, him and uh, other cricketers out there can get inspired by this. So he's, he stayed very humble in his acceptance. And he said, this gives him uh, sort of more impetus to perform better, achieve mm. higher peaks. His career, yeah. so this is great. I think going forward, uh, we, we are sort of discussing to do an episode separately on Kohli, right? So maybe, yeah, we'll I pay. think we, we, we'll need a lot of time to do that. I think we have we'll have a lot to speak about him, exactly. Yeah, all right. So, the one of the last things I would like to mention is, uh, in terms of news, Sabir Rahman has been brought back into New Zealand, uh, sorry, to the Bangladesh team to face New Zealand in the ODIs, right? So he was serving a ban, right. I think um, so. There is a bit of back and forth between Mashraf Murtaza and the board, and the board has suspended his sentence or reduced his sentence by one month so that he can be included. And uh, this sort of reeks a little bit of cronyism. Or let's let's not use that word, but at least it reeks a little bit of favoritism. But I think he deserves his place in the one-day team. But he has a lot of off-field offenses, and maybe uh, he's a repeat offender. Maybe uh, reducing the. Um, Penalty or the ban might not have been a good idea, but let's see how that goes. Because if he's really wanted in the team, I think he hope I hope he takes this chance with both hands, stays off all uh, no off the field sort of things, and then performs on the field. Because this is one of those really talented batsmen as well, right? He's like the Glenn Maxwell of the Bangladeshi team, so it would be great if he can perform, right? So just a quick update of the on the Ranji Trophy as well. So uh, if we were to quickly look at it, so I think. With Vidarbha Vidarbha made it to the finals. Yes, and uh, and uh, Umesh Yadav, he was. Wow. Uh, I think he took eleven wickets, ten or eleven wickets in the game. Eleven wickets, I think. Yes. So yeah. would you like to amazing. Maybe? No, I don't. I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think Kerala were completely uh, outclassed. Uh, outclassed. Absolutely. Totally decimated. Look, it was they, a low-scoring game, yes. and then I think the Kerala. I mean, uh, Vidarbha won one by an innings. Yes, uh, they so, made hardly one fifty in each yeah. innings. Kerala. So, yeah. I think the. The difference in class showed there. The yeah. way he bowled showed it to us what Umesh Yadav is still able to bring to the plate, yeah. right? Even though he's on the wrong side of 30, he's still very good. And he's, he's able to. 31, I think he's not yeah, really that old. Sure, that's what I mean. I mean. Wrong side of 30, I, I'm saying not 29, but 31. Okay. But, uh, but 12-4 is what I read. And uh, he, they basically wow. shot out Kerala for 91 in the second innings, man. Wow. That's crazy, right? And Vidarbha and then, only scored 208 in their first innings. So. Yeah. Be able it to win by anything. It doesn't yeah. board well when you look at it as a semi-final of a Premier. First Maybe class the ground was. I mean, the pitch was not really such a good one. It was at oh. Wynard in the Hill Station. Sure, but I think that's a place where they have hosted other matches. But mm. I think they may have been spooked by the pace of Mesh yeah. Adam, You know what I told you. Good on what him. a real fast bowler can do, you mm. can see it possibly. Yeah. And then I think the match between Karnataka and the Saurashtra is really nicely balanced. Karnataka leading by 276 going into the last day. And yeah. probably they'll have a quick dart at it tomorrow morning, get the lead beyond 300 and declare, I think. So thereby avoiding a chance of a defeat. Right? Yeah, I They're think they down. have, it's a five-day game, right? I think this is a five-day game. Oh. Semi-final onwards, it's a five-day game. No, no, no. If I'm not wrong, only the final is a five-day affair. So okay. 28 is the last playing day. For the second semi-final, right? So no. tomorrow is 28. So that effectively. Oh, tomorrow is 28th is Monday. 
Ah, then you're right. So it's a five-day game. You're right. Because I, I I was watching this live uh, and I heard the commentator say. Ah, sorry, knockout. my bad. So maybe right. the, the knockouts are five days. So I'm wrong. Yeah. Sorry. So in this case, um, I think uh, I think the, this is really poised on a knife's edge. Again, it's one of those old uh, first-class cricket truisms yeah. that says, if the last total that needs to be scored on the pitch is the highest of the match, then it's mm-hmm. the toughest thing to do, right? Yeah. So they're all. I think they they they, they have to. You know, said batsman at the crease, Treyas, Kopal, and Abhimanyu Mitan. Yeah. Uh, they have put on, I think, uh, let's see, more than 50, 60 runs now. So, should be good. I think uh, it's going to be very close in the end. A quick word about Treyas Gopal's all-round efforts in this match. I think he mm-hmm. scored really, uh, he batted really well in the match. So, he scored in 87 in the first innings, took a wicket while bowling. He only got mm-hmm. to bowl five hours, but that's fine. But in the second innings as well, he's played a very useful hand of 61. So, if at all Karnataka were to win this, Mm. It'll be purely based on his batting, right? Yeah. And in terms of, uh, I think, um, Saurashtra, they have uh, a very strong batting order and Chetasa Pujara comes in at four in that batting lineup. So, I, I think this will make a very mouth-watering uh, last innings going forward. So, I'm very curious how this will pan But Karnataka bowlers did really well. Uh, Ronit More, this guy, he got six wickets. Uh, wow. He was bowling with a lot of venom. He has some pace. He bowls in the mid-130s. I see. Uh, so he's, he's, he was good. I watched him live actually. I happened to watch him live. Was it on, on television? On television. On television. On Star or some such? Or I was on Star channel. Sports. Star Sports. I see. I see. Yeah. Ah, so I watched this live and it was uh, it was quite a good spell. I think he bowled about 9 or 10 overs on the trot. Wow. He bowled okay. his heart out basically. Well done, uh, him, man. In, in the first, in, first innings. Uh, Vinay Kumar was not so effective, but he was keeping one end tight. But it was good. good. I think you, you should watch. If you have a chance, you should watch the last two days. Let me let me check by tomorrow if I'm able to find a link or uh, maybe we'll have a chat yeah. about this. Yeah, we'll yeah? have a chat. I think it's a good game. You you should watch this. Yeah. I would love to watch it, man. Lovely. That's thanks for bringing it to my notice. No worries. So now uh, this basically wraps up most of the things we wanted to talk today, right? Yeah. So we had a lot of things to talk about today, right? I mean, there's so oh, much yeah. cricket happening around the world. Uh, we don't want to miss out anything and then it ends up, you know, being a long conversation, but it's a good one, I thought. Nah, it even if it ends up being a slightly longer episode today, I think we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make do with it. So, uh, just a wrap up, some housekeeping, right? Yeah. So, again, I would like to remind all our listeners, thanks for all your feedback and going forward, keep, keep listening to us. Interact with us on Twitter, right? Our uh, cricket, uh, our Twitter handle is at armchaircrickpod. And then uh, our mail ID is armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to leave uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts. It really helps us. And then also send us your comments and questions. So in order to sort of get this started, in the spirit of getting this, um, let's say, interaction started, I would like to start off by asking a trivia question, Kiri. Right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So uh, the trivia question for this week is, can you name any cricketer of Indian descent, or let me put it uh, from the subcontinent, who may have represented more than one country at the highest level, at the international level, right? So I would like to, just as a clue, take your mind back to the events about 70, 80 years ago, where uh, there were multiple countries created from a big uh, region in subcontinent. So if you go back to that time, I think you can come up with many names. So the question is, can you name any cricketer from the subcontinent who has represented more than one country at the highest level? This is the question. So please tweet us your answers or get back to us uh, uh, via the mail armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Right? 
so um this is good and um also we have a very jam packed week coming up kiri so we have more one dayers in the south africa yeah. versus pakistan series and maybe one of the t20s as well then we have more one dayers between india and new zealand and of course the two ongoing test matches so both um, west indies and england and australia sri lanka have a test match coming up so lot of cricket also yeah, i think the, the bbl the, just one second uh, on the 27th uh, sunday we have a match between uh, pakistan and uh, south africa it's the pink match pink odi ha pink odi yeah it's a day so it's ODI. a special one yeah it's a day match so do right, uh, guys. Yeah. maybe you can join us on twitter guys join yeah i think we'll twitter. be there yeah lovely so thanks for bringing that up kiri all right so um thanks a lot for uh, listening to the armchair cricket podcast armchair cricket podcast and i hope you keep listening to us thank you thank you guys see you next time you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast